Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the breakfast show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, and 88. Oh, 87.7, sorry, and 88 right across Australia. You're with Renee and Joelle. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Renee. So awesome to be with you today. <laughs> Thank you so much, Joelle. We're so blessed to have you in the studio. It's oh, your I'm first excited. time, I believe. I think I've been here a few times before. Awesome. Have you done the breakfast show? Yes. Oh, amazing. I have actually. Probably but it's been a while. long time ago, so you need to yes, help I'll, me out today. <laughs> don't worry, I'll be here. Um, as you notice, we are not Lyle and Minnie. Um, no. They are off on a holiday, enjoying life. Um, and so Lyle will be back on the 25th. If you're wondering, where's Lyle and Minnie? <laughs> they will be back. But today, um, we're blessed uh, to be here. It'll be Renee and Joelle this yes, morning. Yes, absolutely. Um, Joelle, what are you grateful for? Oh, I am thankful for my new bicycle. Ooh. It sounds really simple, but I think this is the first time I've actually owned a bicycle. No. And, um, you know, I'm doing something crazy. It's 2021. We've got to do some crazy things. Yes. So I am yeah. doing a triathlon at the Ooh. end of March. Oh. And I don't like running. I don't really cycle. Yes. Um, so this is going to be a challenge, but I'm so thankful that I have a bicycle now, which is one step closer to being triathlon <laughs> ready. Yeah, okay. so I'm excited. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And um, is it like a proper cycling bike? Yes, a uh, road bike. Road bike. Yeah. I, I, when you first said that, I imagined some bike with a basket. And that's my oh, type no, of bar- bike. No, that would drag me too much. So no basket. <laughs> no basket. <laughs> what about you? What are you um, thankful for today? What am I thankful for today? I guess. You know what? Kind of, it's not similar, but similar. I'm grateful for my car that got me here this morning. Um, I'm grateful that I can travel to places um, in my car and get what I need and not be restricted. So I'm always grateful for a means to travel. So a bicycle, a car, what are you grateful for to our awesome listeners out there? Let us know. You know the numbers to call. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM positively different well what's happening in the world of positive news all right so you already know i was super excited about the bicycle bicycle, so this one is kind of tied in i found this so fascinating so there's this um design student in england her name is Kristen taping and what she's um basically designed is an air purifier that attaches to a bicycle wheel. Oh. Isn't that incredible? Wait, is that to purify the air as you yes. ride around? So, yeah. So, as you pedal, it's supposed <laughs> to clean um, the air pollution. Hey, okay. Fascinating. So, it's going to be called Rolo. Uh-huh. Rolo. And, yeah, so it's basically a filter that helps purify the air. Because, you know, as you cycle, this, the bicycle creates energy, right? Because of its movement, mm-hmm. um, which is... Which is the starting point of this idea. So basically, she needed to find a way for this filter to channel dirty air through one side and mm-hmm. then give out clean air on the other side. So um, apparently, you know, filtration technology already exists that uses fans and turbines and those sort of things, which is actually very similar to a bike wheel. So using that idea, she created this amazing four-layer filter, which will help clean different particles um, and gases like CO2 and others. And they're, yeah, they're currently in the works, um, just putting this together. And obviously the aim is to have a cleaner environment, right? Mm -hmm. So besides just that one fact, they also want to make the filter sustainable. So you can essentially pick it up. And then when you need to get the filter cleaned, you return it to them and they will clean it out, give you a new one. Um, 
So yeah, really focused on sustainability, which is awesome. It's very user-friendly as well. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So they're thinking of launching this in 2022, though we don't know how much it's going to cost. So uh, (laughs) we'll have to keep an eye out for that. But Mm. the other thing, just to add on top of her idea, is to actually have an app. So while you cycle, it keeps track of track of record. There we go, record of your cycling data. It also helps you set goals, but also it's going to give you credits. So let's say you want to go to a restaurant or a shop or maybe like Woolies or something. You can show them the credits that you have for cycling, and that will actually help you get reward you can points. Save money by cycling what? and save the environment. <laughs> That's oh. so motivational. That is awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I need to practice my um, bike riding so that I can help save the planet. Yay! <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was really um, innovative. I've got another story as well. Um, there's this man, I think also in England. So he's a plumber and he spent about 77000 US dollars, especially during the pandemic, helping vulnerable families specifically to fix their heating and plumbing for free. Wow. Absolutely incredible. And um, his name is James Anderson. And what happened was in 2017, he actually went to a house um, to give some advice about um, heating. And he found that there was an elderly and disabled man that was actually being conned by a different company for a lot of money. And he was so, you know, disheartened and disgusted by what this company had done that he actually founded what he calls DEFA. So it stands for Disabled and Elderly Plumbing and Heating Emergency Response. Um, So he really saw this need. And through this organization that he started, they've been able to help more than 10,000 families who are vulnerable. Yeah. So that's amazing when people use what they have to help the community and better the community. And that's just that's a win for everyone. So absolutely. That's awesome. Absolutely. And I think that's what I was getting from the story as well. You know, he used the skills and resources that he had. Mm. I think often I don't know about you, but sometimes it's easy to think, oh, I need a different skill set or I need more resources. And once I have that, then I can be effective, wow. right? Then I can help people. Yeah. But I believe that God has given each one of us talents and we just need to use the little that we have. You just never know what a blessing you can be um, in the community. Absolutely. And um, just going back to this guy really quickly. So even though his main focus was he and plumbing um, throughout the pandemic. He's provided food, um, protective equipment. He even paid bills for people in need. And he says that it was worth every penny to keep people alive and warm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there are many people who have disabilities or just struggling um, and they, you know, they need extra help. And he says that it's our social responsibility to help each other. Yeah. And um, during just between Christmas Day and New Year's alone, um, him and a team of others, they did nine, um, yeah, 93 jobs for free without charging. And I love what he says. He says, I work seven days a week, 70 hours a week. I haven't taken a single day off. I'll have enough rest when I'm dead. (laughs) Um, Wow. What an inspiration. And yeah, going back to what we were talking about, just using the skills that you have, I want to encourage our listeners, look for opportunities um, in your neighborhood, at your job. How can you share some kindness with someone? 
you know, especially with this pandemic, there are so many people who are worried about yeah. the future. They yeah. are worried about their livelihood. And this is the time just to be a little kinder to yeah. each other. You know, what could you do this week? Yeah. I really want to encourage you to think about that. Yeah, that's so encouraging. I love I love how you said, what do you have right now? Because mm. often you can get into the mindset of re- thinking that you don't have anything to give. Yeah. But being content and recognizing what God has put in your hand right now. What is your portion Absolutely. that you have? Um, and use that to better, yeah. to better the environment, environment. And, and people's lives. People's lives. Um, yeah. Because that, yeah, when he said, like, I'll rest when I die, I think <laughs> I think you find rest in helping people. And Absolutely. I think, I think that's it's why really rewarding. Exactly. And mm. that's why he's able to continue on yeah. helping people at such a large scale and then grab people around him yeah. to, to help others. So it's awesome to help people. But when you inspire others to, you know, to get together um, and pour into the community, that's always a great thing. Yeah. And I think if you use what little you have, God's going to give you more opportunities. Yeah, yes. um, and it's just going to be this ripple effect as you inspire other people. And, you know, just imagine what good we can do in this world just with the little that we have. Yeah. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We're going to move on with some more serious news, what's happening in the world today. Um, the Australian, this is in terms of, uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of things happening in the political world. Uh, it's kind Always. Of, it gives me a headache sometimes, uh. but we will do our best to share um, the news. So Australia's chief medical officer has rejected the unproven claims about COVID-19 treatments by Liberal MP, MP Craig Kelly. As former Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull weighs in, calling the leaders of the government to do more than counter misinformation. So Mm. what's been happening is I believe that the Liberal MP Craig Kelly has been sharing information about COVID-19. I know there was an article that he said that he was championing championing the use of hydroxychloroquine to treat COVID despite despite the fact that most reputable global studies find that it's ineffective as a treatment. So oh, he's wow. kind of spreading misinformation mm-hmm. and this has got people up in arms. Yeah. Um, however, I think he defends, it says he defends himself. Um, he said quite a, a lot of things about COVID. This will help you. No, no, no. Yeah. And people have said, you, you can't just spread mis- misinformation like mm. that. Whereas another side says, what happens to free speech? What do we do in that? Like right. this is him yeah. speaking this, this, he should be allowed to say whatever he wants. Mm. However, the um, prime minister Turnbull says, he says in, a, in an interview, he says that Craig Kelly is wrong and it is reckless and irresponsible to be misleading, to be misleading the Australian public on matters of public health, mm. you know, free speech. Sure. But that doesn't mean that just because someone is exercising their free their right of free speech it should go without comment or criticism um so you know they've been it's it's important that whatever you say you have it's not misinformation it doesn't 
I guess in a way it doesn't harm the public because there's mm-hmm. many people out there who just listen to whatever yeah. someone in leadership may say. Yeah, especially if you're in that role, there's a lot more responsibility that exactly. comes with that. So that obviously that needs to be considered much more. Absolutely. Mm. So it's important to know, you know, what role do you take in and that people do take your word as authority at times, yeah. especially because of your position. And it's very important not to spread misinformation. And I think this isn't really a matter of free speech. This really is a matter of, you know, spreading the right information yeah. Um, that isn't harmful to the public. Yeah, it's affecting people's lives. Absolutely. In more news in terms of free speech and all the things, um, this next story I'm moving on to is kind of on the same lines of it. Um, okay, so critics of basically of, you know, of Silicon Valley censorship for years have heard the same thing. Tech platforms like Facebook, Google, and Twitter are private corporations that can host or ban whoever they want. If you don't like what they're doing, the solution is not to complain or to regulate them. Instead, go create your so your own social media platform that operates in the way you think it should. <laughs> okay. Okay. So with this belief at hand, an app called Parler, Um, heard this suggestion and Mm -hmm. in fact they tried this so in august 2018 parla was created it was a social media platform similar to twitter but it promised far great privacy protection including a refusal to aggregate user data in order to monetize them in advertisers Mm -hmm. and algorithm oh that's a big word um to evaluate their interests in order to promote content or products to them Mm -hmm. Not only that, it's a big promise right there. Yeah. And they also promised far greater free rights speech. No, sorry. Uh, far greater free speech rights. Uh, rejecting the increasingly repressive content policy, uh, policing the Silicon Valley giants. That's Facebook, Instagram, right. Twitter. Um, and so over the years, you can imagine that, you know, with faith, if you go on Facebook and Instagram, there's a lot of ads that yeah, are catered to all you. all the time. It's scary good but scary yeah you know you're like oh this is nice you know i i'll be honest i have bought what you know i've seen <laughs> suggested ad. yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Suggested. and i've seen a lot of bicycle ads the last couple of weeks so <laughs> yeah it's working you type in <laughs> one thing and you yeah. see it there I, I it's crazy um and so they'll cater their ads to you which i guess it helps it helps you know me consume and it helps them get help in their business but yeah it's a bit annoying and, it is and um what about um is it parlor like did they survive or Parla. well in fact yeah that's that's basically it although they they experienced immense success millions of mm-hmm. people who who um unfortunately many many people objected to this because they felt like the, their free speech was being monitored on these big platforms, right. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, these larger platforms who have, um, yeah, so so they felt, you know, repressed, I guess, so that's why they, they moved on to Parler. Mm. Um, and so Parler actually became the top app that was downloaded oh. uh, in 2020. It's 2021 right now. So last year, in last year, it was the top app uh, in the Apple Store. Interesting. However, if today you want to download or sign up for or use Parler, you'll be unable to. That's because Amazon, Google and Apple have abruptly united to remove Parler. Wow. From the Internet. Exactly the moment it became the most downloaded app in the country. Yep. So if you were looking for... um, Parler, you will not find it. So basically, 
So you're encouraged to design your own app, but then it probably won't get very far. It won't get very far, which is quite unfortunate because, um, yes. So uh, there is a lot behind this story. Mm. I I will uh, quickly get into it. Basically, they received, uh, they received, Parler received an email from Apple saying, um, you know, you need to, we've received many complaints regarding the content of your service, accusations that this app was used to plan, coordinate and facilitate the illegal activities in Washington, D.C., which happened recently oh. in January 6, 2021, um, that led to the loss of life, numerous injuries mm-hmm. and destruction of property. Um, and so they said, because of this, mm-hmm. you need to change your policies. Um, otherwise, we will we will stop we will we will not have your app being yeah. available on uh, our platforms. And now that's the case. And now that's the case. What Parla has said is that they said basically we felt ghosted. We we tried to reach mm-hmm. out to them, but it felt like they basically made up their minds. The email was merely just sort of just a, a legal formality, <laughs> thing, formality yeah. so to just put up and say yeah. Well, we sent you an email, but they said mm. um, so. Yes. So basically all the, uh, with iPhones, the problem is any on iPhones, you can only use apps that are available in the app store. And so you literally cannot use Parler. Um, If you have an Android, you cannot use Parler either because it's on Google. It's been taken off. And it's, it's really interesting what people have been saying in mm. response to this. They've been saying, this is great. You know, a lot of people actually love the fact that these big, um, you know, these big uh, apps have, you know, Twitter and Facebook and all that. They're like, yeah, thank you for taking a stand. But on the same hand, they're also saying this is quite scary mm. because if they don't like what you're saying, yeah. you're going to get kicked off. And so yeah. that's... It's hard to find that in, that line because, you, you know, you want some regulation of things, but on the other hand, you want that freedom. So, you know, what is that middle ground? Where is that? Mm. Yeah. So um, we just... It's really hard out there to find, I guess, you know, it's really easy to believe whatever people say on the internet. So I guess it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. We want to hear your thoughts to, to our <laughs> listeners if you're out there. Um, hopefully if you're driving, please drive safe. But if you're, you know, at home, let us know your thoughts. We're going to move on with the show. This is Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled. your heart be troubled we believe in God believe also in me in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so Receive you unto myself at 
Welcome back to The Breakfast Show. You're with Renee and Joel um, on Faith FM. We're so glad you could be with us. We have another clue for the quiz. All right, here we go. All right, clue number three. So it says, Acts inform us how the Grecian Jews complained because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution of this. Oh, man, I really don't know. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I, can you say that clue one more yeah. time? So the book of Acts informs us how the Grecian Jews complained because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution of this. Oh, my. I am as blank as a blank board. I'm going to just write something random. I don't know. This. <laughs> but like this. I'm just. Yes. Oh, that wow. is correct. <laughs> Well done, Renee. You got it. Oh, awesome. Okay, <laughs> guys, uh, just take a wild guess. Hopefully uh, you'll get the same as mine. If you do know the answers, the numbers to call is 1-800-324-843 or 0491-064-669 if you want to text us. Absolutely. Now, before we had the break, uh, just earlier, we were listening to a song, a beautiful song mm. called Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled by John, uh, I mean, uh, from John 14, verse 1 to 6. Now, this is an awesome song from the album I Press On by Karen Stokert, um, which we will be talking to very shortly, actually, in the next uh, next few seconds. Uh, hello, Karen. How are you? Oh, we can't hear her. I'm so sorry. Maybe if we. Uh... Yeah. How are you going? We can. I'm not sure if we can hear you yet. I do hear noise, but I do not hear. Um... Oh, I think she's, we've just lost her on the line. But while we're just quickly getting her back, she has an awesome album, uh, like I said, just called I Press On. She's a nurse, a mother, a grandmother, and she's married to her amazing husband, Jim. Hey, Karen, are you there? Oh, 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 there we go. Hello. Hello. Oh, there you are. Hey, how you going, Karen? I'm so sorry about the connection. <laughs> 
I'm here. <laughs> oh, there she is. Okay. So, Karen, um, you've got this awesome album, I Press On. We're going to hear some more songs from you today. Thank you so much. But we do want to ask you a few questions about, about your album. I guess we could start with this is being, this is your first album. That's so exciting. Congratulations. Well, thank you. This is the first CD. I have done uh, tapes in the past, mm -hmm. years ago. But no, this is the first album of CD nice. of this quality. That's amazing. So how long have you been writing, uh, songwriting for? I have been songwriting since 1991 after a dream. Actually, I had the same dream two nights in a row. And then um, a few days later, I another incident happened and then another incident which all pointed to me working on the music. I've been playing the piano since I was about seven when I had lessons while my father was at Avondale College. Wow. And, uh, but the Lord seemed to indicate that I was to do this yeah. and it was interesting because then it was only a short time after that that a homeschooling um, association in America actually asked me to do their um, for their program put the scriptures to memory so that the children could learn the scriptures through song and so that's how come I ended up doing tapes I did four tapes for them and then I did two for myself wow. as well back then with corresponding music books. Wow. But then uh, things happen in life and um, everybody has things happen in their life and mm. things happen to me and so it sort of got put under the carpet for a long time. And then uh, I actually spent some time living in America from 2000 the end of 2005, I spent nearly seven years working over there. And during that time, it was sort of resurrected, the music. And then I came back to Australia in 2012 um, with my husband and a, an amazing door opened for me to go back to America and work on the music and the doors just continue to open one after another. Mm. And so this is where we're at at the moment. We've got the one CD, which I press on, is full of scripture songs for encouragement. In fact, that's the title on the front. I press on scripture songs for encouragement, which sort of comes from out of the trials of life that I have been through. And you would have your own mm. scriptures that you use when you have had your hard times mm. <laughs> um the song the title i press on the very last song is called i press on and that's taken from philippians 3 13 14 and verse 12 as well and pressing on toward the mark reminds me this whole scripture I sort of comes from an experience that I had when my father was going through Avondale College um, doing the ministry. And uh, when, as a family, we were there, my father was ha 
had four four of us children mm. <clears throat> and life there was very busy i didn't i don't remember seeing a lot of mum and dad and i don't ever remember them being at the school there and i was only in grade 1 and 2 but i remember on this particular sports day on the oval um the last race of the day was to run around the oval and i remember i'm sort of sporty always have been and uh the gun went off and we set off on the run and but before we went on the run we were told there were chairs stationed around that we were to keep on the outside of these chairs if we went on the inside of those chairs we would be disqualified and i remember running with all that i had and passed my friends and was near the front of the the group and then I remember hearing disqualified and I turned and I realized that I'd gone on the inside of the chair. Mm. Anyway, in an instant, I went back around the chair and continued on in the race and I was at the back then and, and I remember then just putting all of my energies into going forward. And as we came around the last bend toward this, the finishing line, I remember looking to the right and there I saw my dad standing there and he wasn't there before. In fact, all through my school years, this is the only time I remember my parents, wow. either parent being there. But I remember seeing my dad and there was that sort of, you had that extra burst of adrenaline <laughs> to try and make it to the finishing line. And I remember I, I couldn't beat the first girl. She was tall. and But I came in second, and wow. I remember just seeing that look of approbation on my father's face. Yeah. And um, my parents weren't into praising us, but I just remember seeing that look on his face. And so this song, I Press On, you know, when through the trials of life, even if we get a little bit off track, if we can, with the help of Jesus, just get back on track. So this album is yeah. to do with that, I Press On. That's so beautiful. Like that story just really shows when for you as a child, when you saw your father's face, when you saw him there, when you saw him present, that, that really helped you just press on to the, to the end of the race. That's a, that's actually a very beautiful story. So yeah. thank you so much for sharing. And, you know, I really like the fact that, you know, this album is based on scripture songs, right? Or scripture itself, because many times in life, when we're going through hard times, we're trying to you know, ask other people advice or, you know, go to specialists or other people where, whereas we should be going to God directly. The Bible is full of encouragement and it's beautiful that you've been able to put this um, in music, which people relate to so much. So yeah, that's so exciting. Um, Karen, can I ask, why, yes. why did you, with, with you've got many scripture songs basic on, on your album, um, why did you choose many of these to include in this album? Well, of course, you've got the Hear My Cry in Psalm 61. Hear my cry, cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. That Those scripture 
for the three verses are some of the most encouraging scriptures when you're going through almost like the valley of death. You know, mm-hmm. hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. And I have used these words so many times in my life. So you'll find that um, with a lot of these songs, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. In Matthew 11, Jesus is speaking to us. Mm. When we have burdens, come to him. Psalm 55, cast your burden upon the Lord. Evening and morning will I cry unto thee, and, and he will hear our voice. He will He will attend to us. John 14, let not your heart be troubled. But, and in these troubling times, we can look to Jesus. Mm. We can press on through Jesus, through his power, through his love. He embraces us mm. through all of the trials of life. And certainly today, there are so many things happening that these scriptures are an encouragement. They lift us up, lift us up to above this world and to a better world, a better place, a better time, and to give us hope. Yeah, such a timely message in, in mm. like you said, in such times where it's uncertain and it's stressful, looking to Jesus gives us that push to press on, um, press on to the goal and keep our eyes on to onto heavenly things and onto Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, how yeah. has, I guess, how has your write, you know, songwriting and creating music affected your spirituality or your connection with God? I think that anybody who has ever had the privilege, and I say it's a privilege, and I've thanked my mother many times for the privilege of being able to learn the piano or any instrument, there's something in music when connecting it with God, whether it's playing hymns, Mm. that seems to open a door of the heart or mind to heavenly things like nothing else. And so... The music to me is just another avenue or connection to God that can be very emotional Mm. and often generating tears, you know, of gratitude to God, especially when you're doing the scripture music. So I feel very blessed Mm. that I have had this opportunity and privilege of being able to do it. Wow. That's awesome. And can I quickly ask, I know we're running out of time, but how did the composition process go? Like, how do you get the melodies, um, the music part? Is that all you or do you sit down with a team of people? No. Well, I usually pray because I'm usually in that mode anyway. Um, And then oftentimes in the past, then I'll just sit at the piano. I'm a good fiddler. And so I would just start fiddling with the Bible open in front of me to some scripture that has impacted me or that somebody else has shared with me and then start to play. Wow. And in the past, I always had a pencil and manuscript paper in front of me at the piano and would just start to write out the music um, now I use Sibelius. I'm blessed to have wow. Sibelius, so I'll have the computer 
um, sitting in front of me on the piano. Um, yeah, no, that and- sounds great. Like, uh, you know, you have your creative process and it, it works and, and you've come out with this awesome album, I Press On. Um, we do have to wrap up real quick, Karen. Mm-hmm. But before that, can you let the listeners out there know where can they get a hold of your album um, or your songs? The album and the songs, we've almost finished another album as well. Uh, if you go to keeptheword.org, that is the name of the website, and they those words, keep the word, come from Revelation 3, 10, which says, because thou hast kept the word, of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation. Mm. So it's keeptheword.org. Okay. And the website mm-hmm. is about to be launched. It was, it may be up today. Awesome. Um, and when it is definitely, we'll, we'll let you, the listeners know when it is up. Um, definitely, but keeptheword.org. Um, you can yeah. find Karen's album there and, and songs and keep up to date. But we're going to go on with the show. The next song you will hear on the radio on the program is I Press On Philippians 3, verse 12 to 14. This is on Karen's album. Thank you so much, Karen, for joining us. Thank you. This one thing I do Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the Christ Jesus 
forgetting those things which are behind, I press on. for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.